comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! The summary of our work so far from last week till now is that sin is the problem not just to man but to God and what God came to do through Jesus Christ in redemption is to deal fundamentally with the matter of sin and every other thing that came as a result of sin so the gospel is what happened in God's attempt to see if he can deal with the matter of sin. Amen. Amen. In an attempt to deal with the matter of sin and what sin cost. Sin brought death. Sin brought the first consequence, what we call the fall. Man fell. The Bible said that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The word glory will not be easily understood in human context. For example, when Moses was on the mountain and a lot of things were happening, that manifestation there was also called the glory of God. Is it not true? But after some time, the man Moses in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33 asked God, show me your glory. The question now is, what did Moses see before? If he's still asking, show me your glory. Have you not been bothered with that scripture before? Moses saw something so strong that the children of Israel were not able to look on his face. He had to cover his face. Yet, he came a few verses later and said, show me your glory. Thank God for the revelatory ministry of Apostle Paul. So he gave us a little insight in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 14 down. You can go up further than 14. He began to compare two kinds of glory. He said that the glory that faded and the glory that excelled. Two kinds of glory. Number one is the glory that what? And the glory that what? So when we started, I think I mentioned it. I think last week, am I correct? We were able to look at the glory that faded and the glory that excelled. So, and it became obvious that what Moses is talking about in the glory is not necessarily something that is outside, but something that is inside. Are you with me so far? If you are with me, say Amen. amen. The, what it means for man to fall is that by that fall, he lacks the capacity to meet up with that glory. Meanwhile, the standardization of God's expectation from the man that he created is what is called glory. I don't have time. I would approve it through the scripture. Okay, show me John. John chapter 1. Maybe let's start from, let's go down to maybe around, but this whole book of John chapter 1 is insightful. Whereas the other three gospels started from earth, John left the earth and went beyond time and earth. And began to bring out excerpts. Hmm? 
of a truth, John is a prophet. Not, because, not just because of the book of Revelation, but even his revelatory insight went beyond time. He was not just bringing up things to us as a result of studies and probably um, revelational insight. No. He was taking a peek into the shape of things beyond this realm and beyond this time and began to give us insight. There was a man sent from God whose name was what? Verse 7. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Next verse. He was not the light but was sent to bear witness of that light. Next verse. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into what? The world. Next verse. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. This is a complex scripture. Did you even understand what this verse is saying? Look at it. He said he was in the world and the world was made by him. How can somebody that made the world be inside the world? It's a mystery. And the world knew him not. Verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own, what? Received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Next verse. Our time is running fast. I have a lot to teach, and we are still reading the Bible. Oh God, help us. Well, I would rather teach you than rush it. Or do you want me to just finish what I have to? The target is not to finish what is in my, my teaching this thing. If I finish it, of what use is it for you? The target is to finish what God wants to do in your heart. If I finish it and I don't finish my teaching, is it not better? Or do I finish this one and God will, will continue your own in three years' time? Maybe you don't graduate. Which, which we are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? God. So when somebody is born again, hmm? the right word to use there, the right phrase is not even born again. The right phrase is either born from above or born of God. These are the two. Part of the reason why Jesus used the phrase for Nicodemus is so that he can communicate to him in his plane of understanding. You know, there is a, a choice of word somebody can use just so you can flow with him. Not necessarily because that is what captures the exact body. So Jesus said, you have to be born again. So he needed to emphasize for him the need to be born again. But if you want to be correct, it's not just that you need to be born again. You need to be born again from above. It was because he said, you need to be born again. He was thinking that the born again was to enter his mother's womb. But the born again is not just to be born again. You have to be born again from above. And, are you with me? Many times when you come to the Gospels, anytime the Bible says, for example, it says, kingdom of heaven, above. An average Jew does not call the name of God. You know, you can say, Jesus, God, Yahweh, 
Yeshua and all that, you will not catch a Jew, a real Jew, doing those kind of things. Hmm? So instead of calling, instead of saying kingdom of God, they will, they will most likely say kingdom of heaven. Instead of saying God bless you, they will most likely say heaven bless you. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. I'm just trying to betray that born again con- concept. Now look at this. Which we are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? God. It was on this basis that John now said in his epistle that anybody that is born of God does not sin. Imagine if you sin now. Who born you? <laughs> it's a serious matter. If you sin, who, who born? There is nothing in the DNA and nature of that new birth. That, there is no iota of sin in it. I'm not the one that said it. It's in the scripture. And several parts of the scripture described the character, nature, and morphology of the new man. So after me, the new man. Let's see the next verse 14. And the word was what? Let's read this place together. One, two, ready, go. And the word was made flesh. I just want to bring out a phrase there. And that phrase is, And we beheld his glory. Are you getting the point now? Now, This is, look at this. And the word was made flesh. The context of the revelation of the glory of God here is is in the confines of flesh. Serve me flesh. Since man fell, there is no possibility of the glory of God being revealed in the flesh. Are you getting the point? That's what the scripture meant by saying, for all have what? Seen. God had a desire in his heart. And that desire is to reveal the full dimension of his glory in humanity. It so happened that what the fall did as a result of the sin of man is to denature you in such a way that even if God wants to. Are you with me? What I'm saying is that even if God wants to reveal his glory, he cannot do that in the old man. Because the old man is falling. For, for there to be a possibility of the revelation of the glory of God through a vessel, the Holy Spirit must of a necessity tabernacle in that person. And according to the scripture in the book of Genesis chapter 6, the Bible said that God himself said that since the day that man was youth, everything that was coming out of him was evil. He said, therefore, my spirit shall no more strive with man. Why? Why? Because he is flesh. The flesh does not have the capacity to become a carriage of the, of the glory of God in his fallen state. What did I say? The flesh lacks the capacity to carry the glory of God in his fallen state. For the first time, a man appeared and even though he looks physically like a man. He was an incarnate. The sin that made man to fall 
and lack the capacity to carry the glory of God, such as the scripture testified by saying that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the impact of that original sin was not found in his flesh. And on that basis, he retained in himself the ability and possibility of becoming a conveyor and carriage of the glory of God. And the Bible now said, and we beheld his glory. So it means that that glory that the Bible said that all have seen and come short, that glory is now before us and it is, is, is tabernacling. Now, that, this word now, and we beheld his glory. Okay, look at it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Victor, this word dwell, the better word to use, huh? is not dwell, but tabernacle. Hmm? They are close, but the better word to use is tabernacle. And, and tabernacled among us. So the glory of God is not a thing. The glory of God is a person. What did I say? So therefore, according to this scripture, the glory of God is not a thing. The glory of God is what? A person. So when the Bible said you have fallen short, it means that your personality cannot capture the glory. The glory you, you lack the capacity to become a carrier. It cannot tabernacle. You cannot embody it. Those ones that is shining is the one that can fade away. If you heard me so far, say amen. So we followed this path to show that the fall of man, and remember the reason why I went this path is that the project of God is it is not just that the project of God is resting upon the manifestation of the glory of God. Remember, when Jesus appeared, the Bible said the glory of God was manifested. Meanwhile, it was a person that came. In other words, it means that you too, if you carry the life of Christ, it means that you are a carrier of that glory. Is it not true? The manifestation of that glory from inside of you, we also mean that the glory of God has manifested to your family. The glory of God has manifested to Unquo market. How did we know? Because of you. It means that something that was inside, just like it was with Christ Jesus, has manifested himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in the gospel as we started, the possibility of God achieving the manifestation of his glory through vessels was finally recovered. Because sin made it impossible for that to happen. And the project of God is captured in that glory. It is when God manifests His glory, that, that's how He works. He comes, manifests His glory, manifests His glory, manifests. Through your life, He manifests it. Then He has worked in your family. So the work of God in your family is dependent on the measure of His glory that is manifest from your life. According to the scripture in the book of Romans, is it Romans? He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory. So it's not possible. But in the gospel, it became possible one more time. Are you with me now? Mm-hmm. That is what we try to show us on what sin did to man. 
So the Bible now said, Christ in you, what? I didn't hear you. Christ in you, what? That means hope was lost. But the coming of Christ in you restored the hope of and for the glory of God. Are you with me? Dubem, are you with me? Christ in you is now the hope of and for the glory of God. Christ where? In you. So, the, the whole emphasis is not on you. You are not too important. As a matter of fact, part of the reason we gave the, we gave the first series of last week is to show us that anytime you take away your eyes from Christ and look on yourself, you will never be able to achieve anything for God. God cannot do anything outside of Christ. Whether it's in you or outside of you. What did I say? God cannot do it. His work. See, what you say that God is working, He has already worked. He is not trying to work anything. He has worked. He has finished his works. Where? In Christ. What we call it is the finished works of Christ. If you ask me, I will say it is the finished works of God. The finished works of God is in Christ Jesus. So in Christ, God entered his rest. What did I say? In Christ, God entered his rest. Based on the finished works of God in Christ, it means that Christ embodied the rest of God. So, in Christ, God entered his rest. Are you with me? If you are with me so far, say amen. amen. So, because God entered his rest in Christ, his relationship with us from that time onwards is from the point of rest. So before you ever do any work, you have to rest first. Have you heard of that kind of thing before? Have you seen somebody that has not done anything? He's resting. Where are you from? Near we here. Aha. They could go near before. You must be a big woman. Me like this. Where are you from? Ekogoni before. I know you will not. Your father is a big man. So. <laughs> Have you done farm work? Where in Abuja? Where is, is there any farm in Abuja? Hmm? Let me leave you people. I, you, have you done farm work before? Where? I said, have you done farm work? She said in school. <laughs> That's that why you are doing to pass. They will give you one small thing like this so that you will pass it. That's not what I mean. No. Hmm? I mean, who has really done farm, like real farm work? Huh? I believe Ruben. I believe him. Hmm? I believe him. All these people here, they have not done. The way your faces are looking. I've not done farm work. You have done farm work. <laughs> so my point is this. You have done farm work now. My point is this. Somebody those days there is there is somebody lent us a place to farm at at, at a rift. So early in the morning, before once after 
morning devotion we have started of course it's trekking now hmm? it's trekking from here you know where do you know where is our rift it's like going to your father's house we will now trek when we get there imagine if you trek there arrive by eight or seven hmm? and the first thing you did they now told you come let's start work you now told your father and your mother let's rest that's, are you getting what I'm saying? So it, it is humanly, you can't, it's not possible to understand the ways of God. That's what I'm trying to teach you. And that's why this topic, you might agree with your head, but your mind will not, inside you will not agree. Because a human mind cannot understand why God will tell you before you walk, rest first. Since you were young, you were trained to walk before you rest. Is it not true? Every single... Are you getting what I'm saying? And that culturation of your mind fights the truth of the word of God. Even if it is not directly a subconscious attack. So, that is why many times when we say this thing, we need to keep saying it, saying it a few times, so that it can sink in. Because there is a subconscious element that fights it. Even though, as I'm saying it, because you already vowed to believe Bible, you will not doubt what I'm saying, but it's still mental assent. And mental ascent is not faith. <laughs> well, I, you know, let me give you an example of mental ascent. Bro, are you born again? Uh-huh. You did altar call, Abby. How ma- say the truth. How many times did you come out for altar call in your life? Five times. Uh, your own is not much. Did somebody say, hey... Some people came out ten times and they are still, sh- they are wondering whether they, they now watched one movie, one man Zion movie, and they do, <laughs> you now give your life to Christ again. No, <laughs> this one, nobody is. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not with me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Huh? How many times did you give your life to Christ? Me, I forgot how many. Me. <laughs> there is a way thunder will strike. I will say, Father, in the name of <laughs> Tyo, you have done it. <laughs> you have done it. It means that the assurance of salvation is not yet there. Many times, those times people say, say after me, say after me. What they did is mental ascent. Are you getting where I'm going? They just assented with their mind. Their heart has not yet gripped the thing. Are you getting where I'm going? So, many times when we teach, the surrounding experience of your life has cultured your subconscious to believe a lie. And that is why we need to keep teaching it, teaching it, teaching it. It's a Bible principle. I think I might release that topic very soon. It was Peter that was saying in the book of 1 Peter, he said, Though you know this, I will not fail but keep you in remembrance of what? It. He said, I'm not, I'm not denying the fact that you know it, but <laughs> we know human beings. You have been taught since you are small. No, Oh. 
But you came to Christ. He said, eat before you walk. I don't understand. So, that's your village mind. All the things they taught you in school will be fighting. You will not believe this. But in active and organic sense, that thing will be fighting the fact that God told you to rest before you walk. So when we come and tell you uh, that sanctification is not possible until you have received the administration of God's rest, it is an impartation of a holy nature that gave you the capacity to actually live holy. In other words, outside of that nature that is holy, that was imparted to you in Christ Jesus. Remember I told you people that everything that comes to you from Christ came from the point of rest. What does we mean? What do we, when somebody is resting, are you walking? If you are walking, you are not resting. Is it not true? So it means that this first installment from God came from you not doing anything. God did everything. Are you getting the point? <laughs> Look at me. I'm the important person here. Sometimes you receive impartation when you pay attention. Is it not true? It was because you have a holy nature that you can ho- live holy. I mean, someone will come and tell you, don't lie, don't do this, don't do this. That's what Moses told them in the wilderness. And nobody was able to keep it. Don't do this, don't be angry, don't do this. Moses was the first person that got angry. You will see that the law cannot help anybody. It's not as if you don't want to. There is, there is, there is something that has to be inside first. Then you put the Christ in you to walk. It is the Christ in you that you put to walk that will reveal the glory of God. If you are with me so far, say amen. amen. I think this is a good summary. Is it not true? So, yesterday we began to look at what was our topic yesterday? All these people turn in their book. My mother taught us something on Sunday. He said that the way Satan steals the word from people is amazing. How many of you heard it? Something they taught one week ago, Satan has stolen it. Even some of the ones of yesterday. You have looked into your book. Is it not true? You have looked at it and closed it as if you are innocent. You are even more... You are even a crook, self. The person that is showing me that is looking at his book, so all of us know, you just closed it and kept quiet like, like a saint. You are not a saint. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? So... Who can tell me what we considered yesterday? Today, Raoya? That's one. That's, that's the first point. Is it not true? First point of what? First point of what? He said the supply of the spirit of life. It is a first point in a four point that I want to give you. I said four point. Was it not true? So what was the, the title of that point? 
Okay, he said four keys on how to have power over sin. And we said that the first one is what? The explanation we gave is simple but profound. We said that in the New Testament, God walks, first of all, in the New Testament, when I mean Testament, what do I mean? When I say Testament, I mean the New Covenant. Are you getting the point? In the New Covenant, God walked in a different way and He is walking in a different way. So imagine how I started and I said that if God wants to do anything in your life, He tell you, Chica, rest. Rest. When you have now rested where He will now say, oh yeah, walk. So, the work that counts in the kingdom is the work this thing I said didn't even capture it well. Is the work that comes from the place of a man that has rested. Now, if you have not rested well, they will not allow you to walk in this kingdom. Are you fully rested? That's the question you ask. Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you fully rested? Turn to your neighbor the other side, ask your neighbor, are you fully rested? You can only walk to the measure that you have rested in Christ. It is the Christ in you that begins to walk from that point of rest. Pay attention. Pay attention. It is the man that rested that Christ will be walking from that rest. Because what you call walk is actually what God has walked. According to Paul, he said that it is Christ that is God that is at work in you, both to what? Will and to do. So it means that if you are properly rested hmm, in Christ, when you begin to do something from that point, it is rest that is working. What is rest? Christ is rest. What did I call Christ? That in Christ God rested. That means Christ is the rest of God. So when you are properly rested, it means that you are properly, properly on Christ. Hmm? From that point of rest, if you walk, it means that it is rest that is walking. Who is rest? If you ever walk by yourself, you will be tired, weary. At the end, you will not achieve anything. That's what the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11. Huh? Come unto me, O ye that are what? And I what? I didn't hear you. Come unto me, O ye that are what? And I what? Guess what? He also said he has a yoke. So there is no point that you'll be yokeless. The thing now is that you rested. Eh? And rest begins to now walk. You can walk without being on rest. But that work cannot count. It can't yield any result. And you even weary yourself and not achieve anything. But if you rest, hmm? rest is the only person that has the ability to actually work. As a matter of fact, it is not that rest will work. Rest has worked. But when you rest on rest, rest will now work in your own context what it has already worked in a reality. You are not the first person that became holy. Is it not true? You are not the first person that became healed. 
Hmm? That means if you became healed today, it means that that rest is a reality already in Christ. Huh? Just became real for you. What if it didn't become real for you? Does it nullify the fact? If you come and say, it's not possible, nobody can do this. They, they will come and tell you that there is, there is no young lady that is 25 years old that is still a virgin. It's not possible. You cannot find a virgin in this country. They don't know you are arresting. Sometimes you are arresting. <laughs> they don't know you are arresting. They say, mm, nobody walks in this office without collecting bribe. They don't know you are resting. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, are you resting? Are you resting? Hmm? Turn to your other neighbor, tell your neighbor, rest. rest. Now, but when I say rest, let me be complete before. <laughs> Listen to me, oh. I mean resting in Christ. Sometimes to, to properly rest, you need seven days dry fasting. <laughs> I don't even we not like this one. Yeah, it's true. Huh? So, to rest properly, you might need to pray in tongues for 12 hours. I can prove it from the Bible. Let me tell you, people think, when we say rest, people think it's to sleep or stay one place. I put it to you that a man can sleep and not rest. It has even happened to you physically. There was a day I said, I'm tired, let me rest. I slept to after eight hours. I became more tired than I was when I started sleeping. That's when I found out that sleep is not equal to rest. From that time, God now told me, why not ask me for... I'm telling you, when I started traveling itinerant, I traveled sometimes. I will, sometimes I will preach in three states in one day. In one day. You don't know what it means. So. It's easy to... to t- you look at this and say, you say uh, one day, Papa will give me and then we'll flow, we'll flow, we'll flow. You are already envisaging the thing. You will break down. And God will not heal you. <laughs> I know you are already saying, I claim my healing. I walk in supernatural. You, are, you will break down and God, mm, he will not heal you. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Do you know what it takes to minister like that? I've said it here. One day I was at Abuja now for apostolic invasion. If you see what was happening in the hall, I roared and the hall cracked into t- the atmosphere broke. Hey! I just spoke. The atmosphere broke. I, I now stood. I was not saying anything. Because once you break the thing, it, not, utterance is not talking too much. Or talk, that's not what it is. It's is a rod. Once, once he comes, he divides the Red Sea. And then he stands. The children of Israel will pass through. <laughs> As those things were happening, what they didn't know is that 
from my hotel room. Thank God for months on ago. <laughs> he, my, I just came from Ghana. My back was aching me everywhere. But as soon as I wore my suit, <laughs> as soon as I wore my suit, I changed to another person. So God now asked me, ask me to teach you because sometimes I say, let me sleep small. Let me sleep small. You can sleep for eight hours and not rest. God told me you can sleep actually for one hour and rest for eight hours. Now, now listen to me. This is possible. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I made this prayer, one day, I just said, let me sleep a little. I slept. In that my sleep, when I explain this thing, you will find out that he has. I'm just trying to explain the fact that if you have not accepted in your heart, that Christ is the rest of God. And for you to live holy, you have to rest on the rest of God. It is the resting on the rest of God that gives you the ability to live anything. In fact, the living of holiness is not your own. It is the rest manifesting his rest through your life. The reason why I'm telling you this thing is that any day you step away from rest, you will fall back to what you were. So I noticed that I slept for one hour, but in that my sleep, it seemed as if, how many of you have slept, and in your sleep you went to America, preached there, went to UK, preached, went to South Africa, raised the dead, went to China, imported your goods, then you now traveled back to Abuja together, then took another flight and came back to the east. Is it possible that this thing can happen in less than eight hours? But when you finish, you woke up. It's only one hour, 30 minutes that passed. And all this event happened. Is it not true? Have you not dreamt where in the dream what happened would have taken at least eight hours or, or two days to happen? You woke up, it was only one hour, 30 minutes. There is another dream that you just saw yourself. You went here and took something and came back and woke up and checked time. You slept for eight hours. How many of you, that kind of thing has happened? The dream was short, but the time, in physical time, it took a lot for you to go there and come back. If God wants to help you to rest, when you sleep for one hour, He makes that, you will find yourself where you are resting. In that place, He will make it for 12. Meanwhile, in physical, you don't know what I'm, so let me leave you. Hmm? When you, when you, when you enter the field and a chagas, you will pray this prayer. And God will show you how you can be on a flight and rest. When you wake up, your spirit will be refreshed. I told you people that refreshing is a proof of rest. If you rested and you are not refreshed, did you rest? Satan harassed you in your dream. Piao two by two. Eyes. I could go two by two now. When you now woke up, your joints, let me explain to you so that you know what I mean. Your joints will be paining you, aching you. Meanwhile, you slept fully held, healthy and sound. Woke up with your joints everywhere, bone. Everywhere is paining you. How many of it has happened to you? Uh-huh. 
Akuru two by two now. Do you know what is two by two? Two by two or Okoloka? Like, let me explain to you what is two by two. You went to secondary school now. What do you use to pack your books and write in the class? In our place, in our own, there is one locker like that. Do you have it? Is it made of iron or wood? Mm-hmm. One leg of that locker. That's what is called two by two. Hmm? You know this thing I'm saying. So two by two. Once they, when you wake up, you can't even get up from the bed. You drag yourself. You have not rested. That's the way you are when you try to live holy without resting on Christ. Every time Satan will almost catch you, you just escape by the whiskers. And as you are escaping, you are doing. <laughs> you and Satan know that it won't take time, you will fall. There is a way you escape some things. You know that it's only a matter of time. This thing will happen. How many of you have been? Mm. It's only a matter of time. And if you are wise in such situation, you cry out for help. Call people, help me, help. If he's bulldozer, he will now come here and say, Papa, a, 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 a beast now entered the room and said, we are going to. And you pray through the night in the morning. The beast now to, laughed at you and left. You did all night with you. And as you are rounding up in the morning, the beast looked at you, laughed, and said, I'm coming back. <laughs> That's when you find out, you will not sleep again. This thing you are in the night, you say, before you know it, the day will break. Pa, pa, pa. Hmm. So the first thing we considered is the law of life. Because the work of God is from rest. And because in the New Testament, what God offers for commandments and laws is a life. Instead of telling you, don't lie. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't steal. What will God do for you? He offers you a life. But according to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 2, that life has a law. So he said that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus huh, made me free from the law of what? Sin and death. It did not it's, not, it's not as if, you know, people said, some people come and say that sin is dead. Hey, sin is dead. Hey, I know, just like my sister was saying when she was leading prayer, don't talk to people by their innocent face or the way they sit piously. The most pious person is most times the person in most need. But their pride will not allow them to come out. Hmm? We are no more moved by that. They will die inside of it. 
and Satan will be catching you. He knows you are too proud to accept it. That when you say, people will say, hey, so a guy like this, the way you are preaching and sharing the word and, and being go 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 you you man of God like this this thing cannot so you say ah let's save the body of Christ and hide this sin wire man come on come on between the preaching and ministry and your life which one is more important save yourself you are looking for who to save. Save yourself first. Don't save yourself. Leave others. Are you hearing me? I know sometimes when I say this thing, some people think I'm saying it too much. I'm not saying it enough. I mean, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to amplify the weight of what I'm saying times hundred. So that we know whether we can achieve even if it's 10% of the work. It's too much. Hmm? And the problem is that some of these people can be praying for you, laying hands on you, imparting you. Imparting you with what? You, you don't know. Many of your sinful lifestyle, immorality, greed, perversion, Eh? suddenly you began to lose for money and you, you, you know you are not like this. He's in, he's in, pa, in pardon, no, in pardon, in pardon. Hmm? It's possible somebody can impart you something good and add something bad in it. You don't know what I'm saying. And the person doesn't need to lay hands on you. You might just need to listen to his message. And as he said, say, I receive with all my heart. I receive. <laughs> Open every room in your heart. You'll be trying to remember when you actually did anything that should warrant, you will not remember. There are also other people that when you listen to them, when you follow them, you just notice that even if you want to do something bad, you will feel unrest. Unrest. Any small opportunity that God gives you, you will run away. You that can still run away, say after me, thank God, oh. Thank God my leg is still working. Say after me, thank God my leg is still working. That I can use it and run away. The Bible said flee. The person running away, is it not that you have leg? There are some people that are now crippled. Seeing, make sure that they are crippled. So that even, if, even when you tell them, save yourself, you can, you can overcome it. They say, just leave it. Just leave it. The sister will still come in the evening and I know I will fall. They, um, you, don't know what, you don't know what we are seeing. The person already knows he's going to fall. And he's not happy about it. Eh? He knows his sin. He's not happy about it. But, and he knows where he's coming from. And he knows the sister or the brother is going to come in the evening. And he can't do it. He's crippled already. Say after me, thank God. Oh, I still have leg to run. Assuming you have. If you don't have, 
when I teach for 10 more minutes, come out here and come and cry for your life. Restore my leg so that I can run. <laughs> hmm? You can come here and tell me you don't have legs. Satan, demons, agents of darkness. The reason why I'm warning some of you is that especially if you have a calling and a ministry, there are people you sleep with by mistake. There are people you sleep with, they collect your calling complete. They are agents of darkness. They are sent to collect your... They are inside church. They are not in a brothel. Brothers and sisters, they are brothers and sisters in church more promiscuous than prostitutes. Come and say, he's a brother, he prays with us. He's a brother, he's a sister, she prophesies with us. Agent of darkness that they cooked and gave power. When you look at their eyes, you will no more be normal. You will no more be normal. You will no more be normal. And before you know it, your, your resolve, your principle will just, will just, be, will just be butter. You you don't want. Are you with me? You want to do? You do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> huh? If you have such people around you, no matter what you do, if you don't dissociate from such people, they know your weak point. Bam! One text message, one call. Once you. It's over for you. You are like butter and they are like sun. What's the connection between butter and sun? It will melt, Abby. Mm. If you start fornicating as a young minister, if you become an old minister, what will you be? There are old ministers that have a spiritual history of fornication. A record of 20 years abomination. I tell you the truth in God. In fact, I'm euphemistic. They have created a spiritual history. So they left inheritance for everybody that is sitting under them. Hmm? Those pastors have decided that they won't go to heaven, that they are going to hell. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, many pastors have decided they will go to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be deceived with title or pastor or church or congregation or people. Some pastors have decided we are going to hell. So, and the world are supporting them or using them to fight the church. That you should be careful. Don't come and come tomorrow and say, eh, the reason why I fell or the reason why I remained in this is that one pastor raped me, is that one pastor did it. Who cares? Who cares? Those, some of those people are agents of darkness. So you will now, are you getting what I'm saying? 
You will now abandon your life, abandon your destiny, your calling, even go to hell just because of one, one useless pastor that has a 20 years track record of defiling and bringing down the destinies of young ladies. You will now pack your own boss behind him. I preach this and teach this that God will rescue you. There is a power behind what I'm saying. Strong power. I know what I'm saying. I'm not doing just a teaching. I'm doing deliverance. So, if that pastor do it to you, you will now do it to another pastor. And that pastor will do it to another sister. And the sister will do it to another pastor. So, what are we handing down? A heritage of fornication. The pastor steal money with you. You learn how to steal. You steal for him. And then you hand over stealing to your people. And then they, what are we doing? A heritage of Let me warn you, some of those pastors entered into ministry because of they know they are crooks. They intentionally entered into ministry because that's the easiest way for them to make money. And they have they know charismatic jargons. Somebody say, Yeah. I'm not hearing you now. Somebody say, Yeah. yeah. Somebody say, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they know those charismatic jargons. If you aspire to, perspire to, inspire to, then you cannot. They now bamboozle you. Huh? You can stay under them and, know, and not know that anything is wrong. They are thieves. Just talk about money small. They will sell their family. When you come, they say, Keep Bible. Keep Bible. Is it Bible that you will shop? Pastor is telling somebody that is it Bible that you will shop. Meanwhile, Bible said the same Bible said that <laughs> and something is making me laugh. I will not say it. So the same Bible said that. You shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Say after me, you shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that what? Proceeds. It is not necessarily Bible reading, but you need to read Bible for something to proceed out of it. Is it not true? Mm-hmm. So a pastor said it is not about Bible. It's about what? Ha. Okay. Number two. Stab the flesh as much as possible and feed the spirit as much as possible. Remember we said the first one is the, the, the supply of the spirit of life. Hmm? If you pray more and fast more, you know, not just pray, you know there are days you pray. And you ascend. And you know that you ascended. If the more you keep praying like that, you notice that there is 
a lesser tendency of demons, depression, sinning, weaknesses to express itself within that environment. Is it not true? You have to come down for it to work. That's the law of the supply of the spirit of life. The more priesthood is available, the less likely it is for you to sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even if you finally made mistake and sinned, there is a higher possibility of somebody that has been living in prayer, fasting, and Bible studies to be restored faster than somebody that is not doing it. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> now, even if it happened, as I said yesterday, it is most likely because the quota of life that you have supplied by your priesthood is not enough to counter the effect of the oppressions of the principle of death and sin. Is it not true? Uh-huh. So you can just pray for 30 minutes. But the principle of death and sin that is already working, lust has been building in your heart for three weeks. Are you getting the point? So you just came today and prayed hard for 30 minutes, but you still did something. It means that what you did is correct, but it is not enough. Satan has already suffocated your life, your heart, with evil. So you needed something much more, a higher quota, a higher supply. Are you getting it? A higher supply of life is what it takes to counter it. Doesn't mean that the supply that you have, a little prayer and all that is not good, but considering the impact of that weakness, that sin in your life, you need to supply more. Are you getting right? So we have touched it. Number two is what? Let's say it again. Stab the flesh as much as possible. And stab the flesh and stuff the spirit. Stab the flesh and stuff the spirit. What did I say? Stab the flesh and stuff the spirit. Let it be your motto. Stab the flesh. And what? Stuff the spirit. Stuff the spirit. Like pumping things into it. There are many ways to starve the flesh. Number one, reduce your pleasure habits. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. That's one way to starve the flesh. Hmm? Pleasure habits, pleasure, pleasure. Hmm? There is something that you normally do that your flesh lies. Eh? For some people, it's food. I, I will get there. Food is a Food is a faculty. In my own opinion, in this, in this matter of starve the flesh, there are only three faculties. One is the faculty of food, the faculty of sleep, and then others. The first faculty is what? The second faculty is what? The third faculty is what? From my research, every weakness starts from too much eating. You can trace it to it. Your too much might not be my too much. So when I say too much, put it in context. There are sisters that will just bring out something like that and say, ah, you are not eating much. It's you and God that know you are a gluten. <laughs> you and God know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
you just say, I just, I don't like, I don't like, um, um, <laughs> just give me ice cream and, 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 um, and meat pie, chicken pie. Eh? Don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to eat much. All this swallow and all that. I don't want to eat swallow. I don't want to be feel heavy. I don't want to feel heavy. If you don't want to he- feel heavy, oh, he may be happen. Meat pie does not make you to feel less heavy. If swallow, if, if swallow, is it not big swallow that makes you feel heavy? Reduce the swallow now. Swallow is, he makes you feel heavy because of his size. Reduce the size. It's a meat pie now to seven What? You say you want to? I just want. I just want to take something light. And you ate three meat pies. Three meat pies. I want to feel light. <laughs> uh, If there is a sin that refuses to stop in your life, check it well. There is an eating habit you need to break from my research. I'm not saying the Bible said it, but if you don't believe me, keep, keep, keep falling and rising. Keep falling and rising. I will meet you in five years' time. People, all, they quickly doubt. They have not properly sat down to do research. They think some of us just come out and say, we do research. We are troubled by people's trouble and we sit down and research. Sometimes we use our life to check it. Check it. There is always a food. You will be saying, eh, what is the food? What's... It can just be gari and salt. I'm telling you, no sugar, no nothing. This guy must drink gari. He must drink gari. He must drink. Go and check it. There is something. So when I'm, I'm saying ice cream and yogurt and, and uh, parfait and uh, shawarma and all that and meat pie, your own mind. So you say, ah, thank God, we, we is Gary. So we are, not, we are not in this. I say, Gary is... <laughs> Stop writing. Stop writing. There is nothing to write. <laughs> There's nothing to write. Am I saying what am I saying that <laughs> there is nothing to write and the guy is he, he was busy, right? I, I, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering what I was saying that will make you to write. Huh? There are people they even like Gary and Salt. They prefer it. Sometimes, Gary and without. They will just be taking it and be happy. As you, are, as you are taking it, you are very happy. You, when you see them, you will think there is something special. You quickly rush spoon. <laughs> and take one spoon. And regret it. <laughs> when you take that one spoon, you regret that you joined them. 
those people, they are enjoying. No matter what they eat in tent, no matter what they eat, after everybody, and we had after night prayers, they go to Gary. <laughs> Amen. I'm not saying that drinking Gary is a sin, no. Please. I believe we understand. Amen. If, I'm not even saying that eating food is a sin. Hmm? But anytime you find any weakness that you have, there is almost, almost always a, an eating habit that you need to stop. Either a food or the way you eat that food or the time you eat that food. There is always. You will not escape this teaching. There is an eating habit you need to break. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people, their own is so bad that they can borrow money and escape after bedpans. Where are you going? Where are you going, sister? They will buy it and come back and eat it in the step and come up. I know what I'm saying. If you think I'm joking, I'll say, Holy Ghost, find the people by, by power. Huh? When you find them, don't release them till one week. <laughs> there are people that buy their own and stay in this step. It's, it is never good to eat in this step. That food is a lost. Die to eat. I know you not believe me. Ten years time, you are going to find... You are, you are, ten years time. Hmm? When greed, you are deep in Nigerian government and you are, you are ready... You are the headquarters of corruption. You cannot trace it to under the step. I'm helping you to trace under the step. I'm telling you. When they tell you to share food, I'll be watching sometime. I'll be watching. And some people will be sharing food and organizing themselves. <laughs> sharing food. They are doing orapo in food sharing. Hey. Where is that, my guy? <laughs> you will be arranging yourself, arranging yourself, arranging yourself. There is a particular hand that you use to share food. That makes your own and your friend's own bigger. And after sharing that kind of food, you come and say, let's pray, let's pray for Nigeria against the spirit of corruption. Let God judge the spirit of corruption. May God no answer Amo. If God answer, he will start with you. You are not with me. Should we pray? Let God judge the spirit of corruption in Beterama. Purge it with fire and slaughter this night. Ah, half of us. Sometimes you literally rest. That's if the Holy Ghost is on you. You'll be restraining yourself from cutting out some portion. Hmm? The testing that you did before the food came down. 
you, you, you just need to drink water and sleep. You want to know how I knew? <laughs> Let me stop going this side. Is it not true? Let me say what you like. Whatever you do, if you sin hundred times, nothing, no, nothing they shall. Hmm? Uh, even if you fornicate, you still you, you nothing they shall. Jesus. Jesus has covered you. Jesus will keep loving you too. Hmm? You like this message? In God likes you and your sinful lifestyle. And he likes the fact that you are fornicating. That's actually what pastors are saying. That they don't want to tell you that they are saying. That Jesus loves that you are fornicating. He loves that you are stealing. He loves you. Don't try to stop. Just continue like that. It doesn't make any difference. Number two. Number two is what? Romans chapter 8 verse 13. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Say after me, ye shall die. I don't want to go further in this scripture because this is talking to believers. He said, if you are born again and then decided after you are born again to keep living after the flesh, ye shall die. And as I was teaching you people yesterday, anytime you sin, ice, you died. There are kinds of death, categories of death. At least one of them will happen to you. And the least amongst them is physical death. Physical death is not really as serious as we think before God. Are you with me? I know you will not believe it. But physical death is not really as serious as... If raising people from... Like you died to raise you from the dead. You know it looks as if it's hard. Before God, somebody being born again is being raised from the dead. It's a harder thing than raising somebody that just died physically. The spiritual oppression that makes for somebody being born again... Is a far superior oppression that, than somebody that just rise from the dead. Lazarus that rose from the dead, did he not die again? If you rise from the dead physically, you will die again. If you are born again huh? and stay in Christ, you will not die. Even if you died physically, Jesus said on that last day, he will raise you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But if you, through the Spirit, what? That, if your Bible is your own. Huh? I want you to underline that word, mortify. Mortify. I was discussing with my wife one day, and we are discussing, and Joshua, and we are discussing Abraham Madok to burn people. And she said, Hey, how can how can you burn some how can you burn somebody? She said, uh-uh. But you studied anatomy now. Where are the people here that studied anatomy? Where where raise your hand, I charge you. Is is, is this in raising hand? <laughs> this is what it means to raise your raise your hand like this. 
How many are you here? Okay, you studied anatomy. Raise it well. Raise it well, Nechi. Raise it well. That means you caught cadaver. You caught. You are not innocent. That was what I was trying to prove to my wife. Hmm? Do you know what is cadaver? Madu, madu. Ozu, madu. Cadaver. Cadaver. The best way to understand this verse that I'm reading now is to go to anatomy class and go to cadaver class. Cadaver. Cadaver. Even if you bring knife and cut it, does he feel anything? Why? It's a serious thing. Look at that scripture carefully. It said, if you through this spirit mortify, so you are the one that will do the mortification, but not from your personal effort, by the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's try- Let me say it literally. He said, if you through the spirit kill the flesh, mortify is kill. Is it not true? Mortify. So, our God is in search of morticians. Spiritual morticians. We are in search of morticians. The only reason why you respond is because you are alive. The only reason why you respond is because you are what? Alive. Have you seen, if you see a naked woman and you responded, it means that you are what? I didn't hear you. It means that you are what? The Bible said, kill it. Kill that thing that has the ability to respond to a woman. Kill that thing that has the ability to respond to a man by the Spirit. It means that this oppression is a spiritual thing. This is a hard teaching. There are people that are petting, petting their flesh. Petting it like this. One day that flesh will become a monster and swallow you. Hmm? You that is even small. You, are, you will not even be enough for a meal. Shafter me, mortify. Kill. Any opportunity. Listen. Many times the Holy Spirit offers us. Remember I said, the Bible said, yes, good. Through the Spirit. I want you to do that into spirit too. Do it to spirit and do it to that mortify. Because it's not just kill. It has to be through the spirit too. I have told you people of a monk in the monastery that doesn't like the way he responds to sexual things. And then the monk went and cut off his private part. Hmm? The monk was surprised that he saw a woman and still liked a woman again. I don't understand. Before you had an erection, you liked a woman first. That means whatever is working is where? Your body is responding to what is working inside. And I, let me tell you, 
When you hear this flesh here, this flesh here is not this body. Listen to me. Flesh is not necessarily body. You are not hearing me. Flesh is not necessarily body. In fact, I think I will teach it tomorrow. Flesh is a spiritual entity. <laughs> if flesh is this body, it cannot contend with the spirit. The only reason why that the flesh has capacity to actually contend with a spirit is because it can, it can operate in the realm of... of the, are you getting the point? You can only contend with me when me and you can, can have a meeting point. The flesh is a spiritual entity. And that is why it can contend with the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you want to fight the flesh, that is why I said when we say mortify the deeds of the, mortify, it has to be with spiritual tools. If you use physical tools, it cannot achieve anything. Hmm? Because what you are fighting is not your body. If you cut off your private part, you will still like woman and follow woman. According to Jesus, even if you did not commit fornication, I mean, you, you did not do the act, and something happened in your heart, what did Jesus say? You have sinned. That means, whatever needs to die, will die where? Let me even say this thing. There are people that have not literally committed fornication. Huh? But they have done they have done everything possible. They have done everything possible. The only thing that they have not done is penetration. They have not but they have done everything possible. So I'm trying to say you two need help. So don't come and say <laughs> we we you are a hypocrite. Is this my teaching too hard? Why is everywhere this quiet? Huh? There are people, they might not have done the action, but what is going on in their mind? Jesus Christ. Their mind is wild. If we play on the screen, if we play on this screen, what has gone through the mind of the people sitting here, at the way we are, we are trying to become like Christ. Let's leave others that are loose. If we play it on this screen, you'll be shocked. You will change your opinion about many people. Huh? Don't wait for us to play it on the screen. Play it by yourself. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you and kill it now. A sister might not have committed fornication, but in his mind, he, ha he sleeps with four men every day. I'm telling you a fact. In your mind, you have slept four people every day. Before God, how many people have you slept with? I think you people don't want to follow me. So let me, let me stop. This, my teaching has become too hard. Hmm? According to Jesus' standard, how many people do you sleep with daily? Hmm. It's four people. 
So when we say mortify the deeds of the flesh, we are not talking of this your physical body. Because just because no action has happened in this physical body, you are not exempted. A sister passes before you, and the sister thought he has gone back to his house. The sister didn't know that you went back to your house with Are you getting the point? <laughs> you are not, you are not. <laughs> the sister thought he went home. He didn't know that you kidnapped her and went back home with her. So every day you are going back with every sister. In your fellowship, you have slept with all of them. You are not hearing what I'm saying. So, you know, my teaching, this is real. This is the real thing. On this account, eh, plenty of people have. Uh, as you are now, there are some sisters that have slept with you. I'm telling I'm, I'm not saying it to shame you. I'm saying so God will, will pray all of us. So that God will help us. You have not done any action. Jesus said you are a fornicator. That the reason why you are coming to Revival Hub is to carry as you are going, people are going. People think they are going, you carry you Tomorrow you, you carry another one. According to Jesus' rating, the oppression of the flesh is very strong in your life, even though no action has taken place. But by God's rating, you are very perverse and immoral. But you have not taken one action physically. But in your life, the oppression of the flesh is very strong. Save us. On this account, how many people will be saved? That's, you, you don't know. When we say power over sin, you say, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Give me a small sound. Tell them. Tell, who is them? You are the one. Who is them? They give you money to go and buy something for a revival hub. Hmm? To buy something. You finish buying. So they gave you two thousand. Told them that the price is two thousand. You went and priced it was one thousand eight fifty. Hmm? You now use the remaining to buy popcorn. Huh? We are going to all of us. We will pray. We will pray here. We are going to pray here because in your mind, I saw some of you. You balance like this. You are, you are not saying it with your mouth. You are saying, "Tell them, tell them, tell them." Meanwhile, that tell them you are the them. You are the them. They have never given you money to buy something and you return change, and you are saying, "God." save the sinners <laughs> and Jesus is saying when will this person stop looking at people and look at himself we will make more progress when you stop looking at people and look at yourself yes do you 
know somebody can be an usher and your job is to count money and the money they told you to keep many times you have spent it and returned in your heart. <laughs> I'm not saying the one you literally did. Is this thing too hard? The money they, kept, they gave you in Beterama to keep, you use it to buy. And then, I'm not saying the one you used and returned. I'm saying the one you even spent in your heart. After spending it to, when you now wake up in the morning, for God to save you from a curse, they will now say, give us the money. And you gave it to them. The money, it goes after me, Jesus help me. Help me now. That one is the real principle of the flesh. And his power is strong in your life. As long as it's there, there is only one thing that we need, an opportunity. When an opportunity that is too strong for you to resist presents itself, you will take advantage. Because you have not mortified the deeds of the flesh. You have not taken advantage of the power of the spirit to kill that thing in your life. Huh? We have not seen the action yet. But the principle is strong. It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. All of us will pray today. <laughs> God told me that all of us will pray. But if you feel, eh, if you feel that this teaching doesn't concern you, that you have now become too big, that you know this thing cannot touch you, eh, continue the way you are going. Continue. A day will come. Eh? Your anointing, you will now fall as an anointed man. It is better now that God helps you before your anointing increases. When you, if you are a fornicator, when you increase, you become an anointed fornicator. Your anointing increases with your fornication. So it is better now. <laughs> if you steal, you are greedy. It don't, the anointing doesn't change it. You become an anointed greedy man. If you are a slanderer, you are a tattoo teller, you are a blackmailer, you are a blackmailer, you are a black writer. Oh, the anointing doesn't stop it. It will never stop it. It will amplify it. You will receive more skills. Through the spirit we multiply. We need to go to the abattoir where men are slaughtered. Make sure you don't come back alive. For now, it is just tendencies. For now, for now. But you need to have power over them. You need to have power over them.
pray that the deep work of the Holy Spirit in your life will not abate in the name of Jesus. That the work of God will continue until the end of God is fulfilled. In Jesus' name. For everyone following us online, I ask that the mighty strength, power, and presence of the Holy Spirit come upon your life and keep you in the place of the work of God. Keep you in the place of the work of God, of the presence and, and the government of the Holy Spirit until you become the intent of God. I feel the hand of God touching a lot of people online. I feel God working on the lives of many people that is following us now. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is your hour. Finally, God has paid you a visit. And your life will not remain the same.